Hey, speaking of people talking shittily, how about we get this show on the road, Mr. Yeah. Skull? It's Monday. It's time to do one of these things, except uh, we get to stare across this table in San Francisco at each other's sexy, sexy faces. We can get the show on the road, but where we're going, we don't need roads because we can take the BART. It's true. Uh, well, provided that where we need to go is close enough to a BART station that, exactly. that you can use the BART. Um, how you been, Mr. Skullhead? This I has mean, been a, a wild ride. I actually know how you've been. We've been hanging out a bunch. We did. We had some drinks on St. Patty's Day. It's true. Various uh, crappy bars and uh, good bars. But that was the night before St. Patrick's Day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. On St. Patrick's Eve, right. we had some drinks. Yeah, you didn't like those bars, but my contention is that the problem with most of those bars was that it was Friday. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And so, like, yes, we eventually found a bar that was good once it got late enough that the bars weren't crowded. Right. Um, there yeah, was only a the, bunch of bars. Yeah. There was the one that was super loud, which I guess is a thing that people look for in a bar. There was one that was super not anywhere to sit. Yeah. But th- that place wasn't really that crowded. It was just the, it was a small bar. Yeah. Not a lot of chairs. Then there was the place where the bartenders would serve all of the guys, but none of the girls. Yeah. So then the girls got mad. Misogynistic bartender who was female. It's like, mm. hey, can I get a... No. You can't. Hey, can I get a... Sure. Why, certainly, penis bearer. <clears throat> Step right up. Penis bearer. Penis bearer. You also did a Jaeger bomb with me. That I, d- awesome. I did, yeah. Yeah. I talked about that a little bit on Advice Hot Dog, I think. I don't a- know. I remember talking to somebody about it. It was an experience. It was amazing. Uh, wasn't your take that it made Red Bull palatable? It did, yeah. Like it, it, whatever whatever Jägermeister tastes like, it is the antithesis of the shittiest part of Red Bull because it just tasted like sort of like a less gross Red Bull. Right. I would still just drink, like, given the choice between drinking a chilled shot of Jägermeister and a Jäger bomb, I would drink the Jägermeister. Yeah, me too. I'm, I like that taste. But for the for our uh, male bro bonding. What I don't understand is what, like, so when I first started encountering cocktails involving Red Bull, they were invariably in the hands of a lady. Yeah. A vodka and Red Bull just seemed like a very lady thing to drink, and I don't know how it got, I don't know how that got all bro-y. I think it's the same thing as wearing, like, a pink shirt. Okay. It's, this is so effeminate that it's hyper-masculine. Okay. It's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm no fag. What about like a hypercolor pink shirt? Mm. But, well, then you can have the like handprints from where somebody was grabbing your tits. Yeah, or like a dude is squeezing your peck. Yeah. And if it's a long enough shirt, then the mark where the guy grabbed your cock. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the stain, which you can say, no, 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 that's not a stain. That's just a different color. Yeah. It's this the, is a hyper cloudy, milky white stain. It's shirt. the color of love. Um, it's the human stain. What else? What else did we do? We went. We went to a sake distillery. That was. Uh, uh, that was pretty good, despite having to spend half of the time holding an unconscious child. That was yeah, good. you should it not was have weird given that, that kid so much sake. Yeah. As I walked in, like here's your passed out toddler. Thanks. Well, it did say daycare available during the tour. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just mean if you come in with a kid, they give it to somebody else at random. Um, yeah, tried some different sakis. They were all sake. There was that pinball museum. That was excellent. Oh, yeah. We'd spent a good amount of time at the pinball museum. I spent a lot of time playing a a pinball machine called Centaur, which (laughs) had really, really good sound and probably the best art. I would say the best art that has ever been produced by a a human artist. Hmm. Uh, The the back panel art was a, a man... It was a centaur, but instead of being a man with the lower half of the of a horse, it was a man with the lower half of a motorcycle. Right. Um, 
It was sort of like he had legs, but the legs were the front fork of the motorcycle. Yeah. And then there was a lady sitting on the motorcycle, but I'm pretty sure she was sitting side saddle. And I don't know if that was just to demonstrate that it was parked and they were just hanging out. I think it was to show that she had two legs. Okay. And didn't she have like a laser eye? Oh, did she? I I don't know. I was looking at her tits. I may be embellishing because I wanted it to be even more awesome than it was. The the gameplay seemed to revolve around uh, capturing orbs. Yep. And I think that was probably a euphemism for titties. Hmm. Uh, Because you needed four of them. That's enough. Like a girl has. Yeah. Maybe Um, it meant titties and testicles like the best kind of girl has. Okay. (laughs) Um yeah, but it was like the the art on the playfield was like just somebody's Motley Crue notebook from. I'm assuming this was a notebook dedicated to pictures inspired by Motley Crue albums. That'd be like somebody who saw like the movie Alien and the jacket art for Appetite for Destruction. Okay, the original. Then, yeah, uh, the robot. Robot rape. Robot rape. Rocked yeah. by robot rape. Um, you know what I realized, and I don't precisely understand this there there's there's this overlap between like glam rock to some extent but especially early metal and like fantasy and sci-fi art that i don't exactly understand because i sort of thought of the i thought of the guy that would like to look at a picture of a sweet sword maiden and the guy who grew his hair out long and it was sort of dirty and he listened to a lot of metal as like not having a lot in common. Hmm. I guess a lot of those dudes when we were in high school played D&D. That guy that wore the like, they had the denim jacket with the like animal pelt sewn onto it. Right. Um, he was a metal guy and also played D&D. There's a lot of fantasy imagery in heavy metal. Once you, I mean, from Led Zeppelin on, right? A lot of their stuff was just about Tolkien. Right. And then... Like was Led Zeppelin metal? Would you call them early proto metal? I think of them more as like Prague, hmm. but I guess not. I guess their songs have short names. All the like all the people who listened to Led Zeppelin went on to make like the Iron Maiden, Judas Priest kind of bands. Okay, and they have like there's mythology. So what you're saying is that Led Zeppelin makes you gay? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that uh, they're like the Pixies for. You know, like everybody who listened to the Pixies went and started a started grunge Nirvana band. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I guess I guess they're uh, part of the problem is that I don't really know what the lyrical content of any metal songs are. Uh-huh. You know, the glam was more comprehensible. It, right? it was like about like doing a, heroin, like and a poison. Pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, locking the cellar door and talking dirty. Right. Do you lock the cellar door because you're afraid of what's coming up, like the Cthulhu? Horrors from the basement. Was yeah. there some? Was there some? Crossover? You're afraid that there's a motorcycle centaur in your basement. Oh man, that would suck. Here's my question about that motorcycle centaur. Where is his dick? Like, I don't think the guy that drew that was thinking. Ah, oh, yeah, it'd be really sweet to be a motorcycle centaur and never be able to have sex with any of these hot chicks that are riding you. Hmm. Do you think? Do you think the dick like popped out of the seat at the appropriate moment? If she's going to be riding the thing that way, then sure. That's weird, though. Like, means he's just there's a half twist somewhere in that dude's body. Yeah, the but you'd always be she'd always be behind you. Yeah, and you would have to if it were in front though you would be constantly almost running somebody over when you're having sex, and then when you reach your climax and you accidentally switch gears, then you just 
<laughs> run over somebody peel out off of a, off of a cliff mm-hmm. the little death would turn into a big one <laughs> that makes um, me think of the van that we were riding around in yesterday oh yeah <laughs> just yeah. the propensity towards uh suddenly <laughs> shifting gears and driving off a cliff there was some uh there was some deft maneuvering you did on some crazy freeway interchanges in a in a a van that i'm sure is reliable yeah but did not seem it was made safe it was upgraded by an engineer so like so you start with a, a cargo van that's pretty minimally appointed and huge. I want to say like a maybe from the early 80s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a real big square van and then you let an engineer play around with it and add a bunch of shit to it. So lots everything of ga- lots of gauges like Yeah, everything looks gauges. really aftermarket and and kind of clutched together, but you know it works. Yeah. Um very very strange uh, noises that it makes. The, the engine operates like in a, a way that, engine, yeah, yeah, and the engine operates in a way that makes it constantly seem like it's about to die. Um, or take flight. A lot of two by fours uh, bolted to the interior right. for various purposes. Um, surprisingly comfy. I should call in it the, burning van. The back. <laughs> that is a that is a burning man vehicle, isn't it? Yeah, burning man van. Do they build things onto it? Do they turn it into like a giant pirate boat or an ark? Of some sort, or a UFO, or a oh, cupcake. That game makes people people ride on the roof of it, flashing their titties. Oh, that's what people do at Burning Man. So Burning Man is just yeah. sex, sex weirdos everywhere you look. Sex weirdos on PCP <laughs> and bicycles T- tonight on PCP. <laughs> sex weirdos and the other sex weirdos that love them, or they don't necessarily love them, but interact with them and then go home ashamed. It's no fun if it's not shameful. That's true. There was one pinball machine that had an option. One of the things you were aiming for was opening a cellar door. And I hmm. thought that was kind of beautiful. Uh, I played a lot of the uh, Adams Family pinball game. I, yep. I can understand why that one was so well regarded. That's a classic. The Twilight Zone one had all of this cool shit in it. Like another tinier board that the ball would go up on with magnetic flippers. So just like invisible flippers that you were trying to flip the ball Ooh. up top. But it was also really punitive and it had a, seemed like it had a gobble hole. Oh yeah. Gobble hole was something that we, a term that we learned at yeah. the pinball museum in the bathroom of the pinball right. museum. Right, yeah. There was a gobble but, hole uh, carved into the side of the stalls. There were a yeah, lot of so things. It was like this amazing complex machine that you really couldn't spend more than 45 seconds at a time with. You know, it's it, that's a lot more fun in a place where the games are all set to free play. Yeah. Um, I was surprised and sort of dismayed at how many things in there were broken. Some of them got fixed over the course of the time that we were there. Yeah. Uh, so at one point, a man borrowed my Leatherman to fix a pinball machine that oh, had cool. been broken. Yeah. Uh, which it seems like if you were the guy whose job it was to fix pinball machines, you'd have a screwdriver there, right? <laughs> which was a little weird. He just figures that everybody coming to that museum, that there's a decent chance they're going to have a screwdriver. That's probably true. Because it's kind of like a, it's a, a beardy, kind of a, a gearheady. Yeah thing yeah when you think about how many moving parts are in those things it's a miracle they work at all yeah it is um you know i used to think of a of an arcade machine as being kind of complicated but it's all just electronics right so if something goes wrong it takes a real special kind of nerd to understand what it is but it more or less doesn't i guess like the moving parts are the things that break and then you know including the electrons that move inside the uh, cathode ray tube there was that great there was a pinball machine that was transparent 
Yeah. Like the whole thing had been rendered transparent so you could see what was going on under there. Although you couldn't see what was going on under there while you were playing it. Yeah. So it really wasn't a one-man Yeah, thing. we always had to get other people to play it so that we could just stare in awe at how all the little machines worked and the okay. different things that... Okay, I'm going to smoke this... And then I'm going to lie down underneath the pinball machine and you play it. The, it was weird. It was an older style. It was one of the, it was a pinball machine that was old enough that it had the mechanical score indicators that had just like yeah. the wheels with numbers on them. And a huge amount of the machinery and electronics inside there were dedicated to just that. Huh. There was a weird rotating wheel that would trigger different switches at different times to roll different numbers over. Um yeah, it was nuts. But then, you know, it was just things like learning how that bumpers, like the bumpers that no matter what direction the ball hits them from, it kicks it out straight away from it. I could never conceive of how that worked. And after, how does that work? I didn't get to see. So there is just like a, there is a ring that when the ball makes makes contact with it, it pulls down a ring from the top that is just like a bevel. Oh, so okay. it just it just hammers down this thing that just kicks the ball out. Oh. mechanically away from it. like the the ring has a the the thing for pulling down the ring i think is in hidden in the middle of the bumper hmm. um, so it doesn't get in the way there are a lot of cool pinball machines i i had a good time there i wish that we had uh, been able to get there a little earlier so that we could have stayed a little longer i mean we were also hungry right had to go get some of them delicious sausages i was looking for my special lady though and she wasn't there bright of pinbot was not available no Someday, they, the machines were almost entirely different than when I went there, I guess, like two years ago. That's a really cool thing. That they just keep trading them out. Yeah. Um, I saw a, uh, I saw some, they had some, uh, just the backing art of some pinball machines in a window uh, without the machines. But there was one called Barracora, which huh. was like a woman's face with some Giger sort of, you know, tubes connected to it and uh, some fish. Uh, some fish heads attached to the side of her really <laughs> poly fish heads like barracuda barracuda heads uh-huh. i think um i'm assuming that barra i'm assuming that her name is barra cora because she is a woman named cora who mm. has been horrifyingly hybridized with some barracudas gotcha oh, only two thousand dollars on ebay for a bride of pinbot yes indeed well i mean two thousand dollars and then getting a fucking <laughs> right. 500 pound pinball machine from wherever it is to wherever you want it well i was just gonna drive yeah, uh, put it on. Strap it to the top of the Prius. Yep. Sorry, Bride of Pinbot. It's going to be pretty cold up there. Uh, did Bride of Pinbot have big old robot titties? Is that what you liked about it? Indeed. I mean, like the gameplay was pretty satisfying because you were bringing this thing to life, and it was easy to do. Like usually, anything that a pinball machine requires you to do on purpose takes a whole lot of effort to figure out what you're supposed to be doing and do yeah. it but this is it was fairly simply laid out like unlock the eyes unlock the mouth and you know make the heart beat that's cool had good sound design good music but you were like once the totally once the, sexy once the mouth is done what else do you need yeah you would just quit hang it up call it a day okay, i'm gonna go play <clears throat> street fighter now i always had trouble with pinball machines as a kid when when all technology is sort of inscrutable and magical, mm-hmm. it was very difficult for me to understand, like, are these things that light up also things that the ball interacts with by passing over them? Right. And, like, it was more difficult to tell, like, because there are things that the ball will pass over that will not really impact its trajectory, but will cause a change in the game state, right? There's, like, those star-shaped 
things that the ball rolls over and presses down. Yeah. Those switches. And, you know, and there's like the gates that it goes through that spin. And every time the gate spins, it triggers a little switch and does something. But then the terminology, it seems like every pinball machine was designed only to be comprehensible by and played by dudes who design pinball machines. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it's like ramp bonus when lit. And that was sort of near something. Okay. So does that mean this light when it is lit means that every ramp uh, gains a bonus. Right. What does any of this mean? What do any of these things correspond to? Like, so many times there'll be a thing written on the on the play field about a light, but it's directly in between four lights. And sometimes those lights say one. And sometimes they say 100 million. That was the same all the way down to the really simple early ones. Where looking at some of those old machines and it says the goal is to light three o's in a row or three x's in a row like cool where bouncing off of the things that have the o's and x's on them sometimes lights them up sometimes it doesn't i don't know so like pinball is mostly just aim for the things that look interesting sure and then and like the creepy ventriloquist dummy heads right for adam's family it's then you get to see at the end how many bear kicks you did what the fuck is a bear kick? I still kick? don't know how many... I don't know how I did it, but I was doing a lot of bear kicks. What? I mean, was there a bear in the Adams Family? I, there was a stuffed bear in the show, I guess. But There was some stuff lit up on the back panel that maybe meant something. Right. I know that when Uncle Fester... Uh, when Christopher Lloyd was shooting lightning bolts onto the thing in the back, there was also this thing lit up that said, The Power which seemed to have some magnets underneath it that randomly made the ball jag yeah. around. No, we're just jagging around. Just jagging. Yeah. Uh, That's so why it, the one that had the display on it was neat. That had the like overlay of... Oh, yeah, like a reflected, uh, yeah, yeah. A reflected uh, monitor, that Invaders from Mars or whatever it was called. Because then you could just, hey, aim at the missile launcher to launch missiles or aim yeah. at the aliens to aim squash Aim at them. the robot uh, Abraham Lincoln... Uh, to fight the big Godzilla Martian. Aim at this giant chicken to, I guess, turn another thing into a duck, and then it was over. (laughs) I was still not entirely sure what was going on. So that level was a little perplexing. It's too... Pinball is too fast-paced for there to be a lot of... for you to really learn anything about it, I think. It's more of an intuitive thing. It's possible to hit things on purpose. Yeah. Every now and again. But to know which of the things you should be trying to hit on purpose. Eh. Yeah, you have to be able to parse the information that the game is giving you. And a lot of that information is just painted on a board. And a lot of that information is on a... Yeah, on those Fortunately to enjoy it, you don't machines. have to. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to. Did you, you play know, either of the Tommy-themed pinball uh, machines? I did not. Um, I looked at them. The one with the Captain Fantastic or whatever yeah. the Elton John's character was in that movie. So I've never seen Tommy. Yeah, you're, you maybe should. Okay. I, that was the uh, that was the point uh, during my parents' dating career at which they both agreed that my mom was no longer allowed to choose which movie they went to see. <laughs> because she chose Tommy? She chose Tommy, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and they were both like, uh, no. I think I would be kind of pissed off if I saw it in a theater. Because it's really like an experimental musical. Right. Is... And you were like, how, how dare this theater let in people who are negative two years old? <laughs> yeah. Was it? I mean, it was not... Well, like I mean, it had Mister Fantastic in it, or Captain Amazing. What What was his name? What was his character? Captain Fantastic? Captain Fantastic. Okay. It was cool to watch at home, but I mean, because you can jerk off to it. I don't know what it is that seeing a movie that I like 
got off Redbox for a dollar. I'm I tend to be more kind to it because I haven't invested as much into it. And and there are there are kinds of movies that you enjoy but just wouldn't lend themselves really well to a theater. Okay. I think like I wouldn't want to see Schindler's List in a theater. Okay. I want to see it at home where I can jerk off to it. Right. But uh yeah, Tommy was definitely like that's you just need to watch it by yourself with the audio at a decent level and then go, "Oh, well that was weird." Instead of watching it with like a hundred people jerking off, in sure, unison. right? I mean, really, that'll ruin anything. Because mm. you know, <laughs> well, that has to be carefully timed, right? I mean, you you can't just let the public in <laughs> to your bukkake because it's just chaos. I'm crowdsourcing my bukkake. I'm I'm going to bukkake starter. <laughs> Uh well, uh, you've also been playing a bunch of that draw something. Yeah. So we saw it's drawtastic. We saw my girlfriend playing that. Uh, I was like, oh, I get it, and then described what would have been a game that I would want to play, and she said, nope, that's not how it works at all. So we're talking about uh, draw something, which is on iPad and an iPhone and, and iPhone. Android. You're playing it on an Android, aren't yeah, you? On the droids. It. Yeah, hearing her description of it. And having that conversation with you, I felt exactly the same way. That <clears throat> it's weird that it plays back the thing that the person is drawing that you're trying to guess in real time, but then it doesn't give you any points, more points for guessing it correctly. So it's just more of a, it's fun to watch your friend draw a thing. Right. And it, like you can say, I wonder how early I can guess this. And you, Or if you're you, a woman, but, you go... I wonder where they're going with this, and I will continue to watch and try and understand and communicate with them. And then you can watch them watching your replay, right, and see the letters that they're typing. And she would see people who would hold off finishing the word so that they could continue to watch the animation of the drawing being made. Right. Um, I've seen... I've had a couple of people use that method to send messages to me, though, which is kind of fun, like... Somebody liked the drawing that I did of Union, where I drew a Confederate flag and crossed it out and drew a Union flag. Okay. And so they, what when they the, started drawing... What did drawing, the Union flag look like? Well, like the 13 stars in oh, a circle. Okay. okay. So the first thing that they drew was, that was nice, lol, and then hit the erase button, but I still see that, and then I see the next thing. Okay. Kevin drew Vanish just by drawing a series of things and erasing them until I got the point. Huh. I don't know. It's, it's less of a game and more of a way to show off your cleverness and okay. and communicate with people. I One guess. of the clues uh, was an eight-letter word, which turned out to be Lion King. Right. One of them is MC Hammer. <sighs> One of them is... Donut, D-O-N-U-T. That's a that's real though, right? That's not real. I think that's real. I think only that's, in the Simpsons is that real. No, I think that's an accepted <laughs> way of spelling it. I think they they donut shop started doing that just to be earlier in the alphabet. <laughs> um, because you know, they have to get up really early in the alphabet to make <laughs> the donuts. Sure. <laughs> but that guy died like when we were in high school, I hmm. think. And people people now just don't know. If you say time to make the donuts, kids today will have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And if you say time to make the donuts, but don't cross the streams because we named the dog Indiana, they will just look at you blankly. Yeah. 
If you say, boy, I sure I'm as lonely as the Maytag repair man. Um, I'll go. Cool story. Yeah. Bro. But it is like, so. You're enjoying it? You end up playing hours at a time. Watching. Every time somebody has, like every time your turn's up, you watch somebody solve yours. Then you guess theirs and then you draw a new one for them. And by the time you're done with that, somebody else is ready for you to... Yeah, depending on how many games you have open. I, uh, I think I have a good 30 games open right now. I think now. it would drive me nuts trying to draw on a touch screen like that. I would want... I embrace the shittiness of... Accurate stylus. It is weird, man. You they, they do these things where they showcase some of the really impressive things that people have done in that And those thing. have to have been done on a tablet. You think? Surely, yeah. Or other people's fingers are shaped to where they can see what they're drawing while they're drawing it. I mean, most most uh, parents are opting for the genetic engineering uh, prenatally that gives their children pencil fingers mm. at this point. I mean, that you, that's going to lead to a lot of disappointed lesbians. You save a lot of money on chopsticks. Um, yeah. Uh, your your kid was drawing some stuff with some crayons last night. I, so your kid was drawing pictures of people like. He right. would sit, and I don't think I have ever seen a kid looking more like he was considering the subject and then deciding how best to represent that subject, you know, before drawing like a shitty little kid thing, right? which is what little kids do. Um, yeah, but it was weird. He drew up for my shirt, uh, which was a blue and brown uh, sort of plaid pattern. Uh, he drew a pink outline that he put the arms and the legs on as little sticks and then took a blue crayon and went over the outline again and then took a brown crayon and went over it again. Mm-hmm. That was his, that was his plaid. And, uh, he gave me that sort of weird mop, uh, head right. on top. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool picture. It's interesting how he'll, he will draw everything, the color that he thinks it's supposed to be. So he doesn't like to sit down with a pen or a pencil. He wants 20 crayons so he can draw your yellow earrings and your blue pants and your right brown skin and your yeah skin is pink skin is pink because your kid is racist he, when he draws Voldemort he draws it draws him with uh, like a really light green Does, he, was, he was watching uh, the Harry Potter puppet pals mysterious ticking noise thing which if you haven't seen you you will as soon as we're done here okay you're gonna make sure of that, but the, so there were little puppets of all the Harry Potter people. So he drew all the puppets. Ah, uh, well, should we get into these questions? Sure. Should we tell people? Somebody, somebody else was posting in this thread. Can you guys please like write down when you stop bullshitting about stuff and when you start answering some fucking questions? You fucking yeah. jackoffs. Could you please and jump up my butt? Jump up your butt. Yes. Oh, all right. Uh, WVO Quine wrote in the uh, forum thread, After the stomping boots came out, the community had to figure out names for all the new monster categories. On the wiki, at least, humans got the name humanoid, and things like giants and dwarves got the name demi-human. On the last radio show, you said that giants and dwarves should be called humanoid. A human is called a dude. Your taxonomy is funnier. Can we get the official list? You can see the wiki list here. What is wrong? I bet strange is wrong. Yeah, strange is wrong. Uh, that is weird in, in ours. Uh, let me look at what else. I looked at this, and then I did not remember what the actual differences were. I'm pretty sure that most of them were very... Um, objects is constructs. Yeah. Strange Yeah, strange is weird. Objects is constructs. Uh, crimbo creatures, I think, is just... Um, 
Oh. What did I call it? Yeah, just elf. Uh, Crimbo elves only. And here are my notes in here. Crimbo elves only. Pork elves are dudes. Um, I think that's about it. I'm impressed that they got horrors. Yeah, horror was correct. Um, I was again surprised that we had made that I had made constellations their own category. There were just so many of them mm-hmm. because there's two versions of everything in there. Um, yep, yeah, that was more or less correct. When they 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 got beast right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fish and merkin in our uh, in our code uh, merkin does not have a dash in it, but that's just because that's easier to type. Uh, yep, surprisingly accurate. On the topic says Dorn Jen of perming Boris skills. How about letting us perm the Boris trivial skills? Yeah, I don't know. There's a like we're tossing around something that I think will be satisfying. Yeah, we're gonna do something. Uh, Chilled says one. Can we have a costume contest at this year's con? Pretty please. Yeah, the costume contest. I feel like we keep half-assing, and let's. It's early enough. I could commit to doing that with an entire ass. Okay. That like. The trick is when to do it. Because we don't want to do it on casino night because we don't want we want people to be dressed up pretty. If we do it, we don't for want the, people to have to like do be in their costumes all day. Yeah. If we do it for the concert night, then people have to be in their costumes at the concert unless we do it sometime during the day Saturday. Yeah. I guess. We could do it like right at opening on Saturday and then have people be able to people go can go home change. and change out of it if they want. And I that's probably overthinking. If there are restrooms there that they can just bring clothes and or if the costumes are sexy, out. they can just leave them on all day for our yeah. amusement. And if they're not sexy enough, they can just take them off. Hmm. Uh, Childos is following from that. I can't reasonably make an icicle that won't get screwed by the Arizona weather because I have to make it out of actual ice. Can we have a new item of the month weaponry with some tasty plus 15 monster level, please, so I can make an awesome costume without breaking the laws of thermodynamics? You just make a make a mold of icicles that you can just keep making replacements we can give you access to the freezer at the venue i saw this device uh, i had never been to a sur le table before Super. but uh, we were with we were with smooth mooth who needed a steamer basket and i was like oh i can take you back to my place and give you a steamer basket and then i was like, oh that's I, when that you was... fuck the clit right yeah uh and i saw a thing at sur le table that claims that it can make popsicles out of anything in like five minutes uh, you keep it in the freezer when you're not using it, and then it's just like some sort of pop thing that it says. I don't even know how that would work. It doesn't seem like you could put something in the freezer that you would then be able to take out of the freezer, pour some apple juice into, and have it freeze the apple juice. Right. Does it? Unless it... it could be magic. Unless it's colder than... Wow, something just happened. Something just happened. Uh, Erich writes, Mole Mole is a great item. It cannot be pulverized into whack-a-mole and then kicked up a notch to make guacamole. This disappointed me. Anyway, I had the looter puttied, 40 cameraed, and raindowed for a few days, hoping to see that this monster is no longer copyable, and this is our special message telling you that this is the case dick joke, but it didn't happen. This disappointed me. Um, We're just disappointing the crap out of that dude. Yeah. 
Uh, Gargamonk says, any chance of getting the uh, or changing the gallery non-combat with the knights to having a method to skip it, be it a mechanic that makes it friendly for muscle classes, being able to leave without it costing an adventure, like scaring them off or something, or just having a link to mosey out of the picture? Part of the reason the gallery zone is bad as a power leveling zone is that it has a coin flip between an interesting non-combat where persistence and knowledge can usually get you at least close to the muscle substat result, or a nigh-worthless non-combat where you have to default to fighting one of the two knights that are a smidge stronger than the average mobs in the zone. Makes me personally look at the Louvre like it has a 50% rejection rate because anytime the knights come up, it's just another combat. I wonder if we couldn't go some ways down that road with I don't know if anybody has figured out the way that the cave bears work uh, in the new temple but if they do and they're interested I would maybe not mind making those knights operate like that if that would help at all Um, and Bummerman continues to talk about that a little bit and then Keta talks about that a little bit, but that was from the other thing. We already talked about it. Uh, Mr. Adventurer says, in regard to mainline quest updating, are you going to update the level 11 and 12 quests since they're newer than everything else from level 10 and below? They're, they don't stick out to me as much as things that we would not do anymore. It's getting less and less like that as time goes by, except for the weird... The, the next one, the Baron quest, I think. That's going to need some major surgery. Yeah. <clears throat> um... Yeah, probably not. I mean, the main thing with them is going to be figuring out a comprehensible way to get them into the quest tracker. Uh, We were planning on adding a couple of other steps to the level 11 quest. Yeah, yeah. A few more. uh, It's probably only going to be like one, maybe two days, maybe 600 turns. So I wouldn't wouldn't sweat it too much. Um, We're adding some of the same functionality that we use for the Bounty Hunter Hunter to make sure that turn count is less of a deal than day count. Yeah. You know, give people long-term goals, like ascending once. Um, the level 12 quest, I would like to revisit the way that you get going in the war. Yeah. Um, because I think that that, like, that is confusing enough that I don't understand it, and that's a bad sign. Um, Locator says, I tried asking this via radio channel a few shows back, but I don't think it was ever answered. I don't think we ever really listened to the radio channel. I usually have it open, but there's... I wouldn't be surprised if I missed stuff. There's too much chatter to to listen to questions. We can make a radio bugbear chat channel. Uh, would you consider placing a trivia lotto cell value on class rings and clay beads so that they can be disposed of if a player forgets to turn them in during the war? Uh, something. Sure. Sure. Um... Shop Troll says, Hark, some business hippie questions approach. Uh, There was an observation about free-to-play games being a thing at GDC, and this observation was a guy whose name I know, but I can't think where I know it from, Ben Kachera. Every meeting at GDC, our game is free-to-play. Writer pulls a face. But we're not going to be assholes about it. Um, and then he says, however, it sounds like a lot of developers were trying to say that they weren't pay to win as a developer who makes a game that straddles the pay to win line. How do you feel about the concern by developers and players, which then that links to a thing that says, I think I've heard 10 people say free to play doesn't mean pay to win today. That's everyone's fear. And rightly so, uh, over pay to win monetization strategies. Uh, also, as an early pioneer of free-to-play, how do you feel about the growing trend? Are there some strategies you don't agree with? Are there some strategies you think KLO would benefit from? Uh, he says, it's hard to dispute that Mr. Store items provide an advantage to the player, but this doesn't seem to be as controversial as in a free-to-play first-person shooter like Battlefield Heroes. I mean, the whole the whole of conventional wisdom about free-to-play games, when we went to GDC Austin, which was in 2000, years ago, 2008 or 2009, yeah. I think it was, was that you just can't 
give you can't sell people a thing you can't have the cash store currency and the main currency interchangeable at all and you can't sell people things that give them a gameplay advantage and i wonder if part of the reason that we don't run afoul of people complaining about this i mean we're not doing it to make more money we're doing it because we want people to have cool you know if you give us money, we want to give you something cool. And like a new hat that doesn't do anything except be a new hat, I don't think that's cool. I think that's some sissy-ass bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are people who would pay for it, but there are a tenth or a hundredth as many people as would pay for it as like a cool sword that you can then hit some cool skeletons with. Right. Right. And the fact that you can get it just by farming meat, I think just kind of makes it okay. Hmm. You know? And, and I like... <sighs> The Asian market for a long time has been filled with free-to-play games where you just get really significant advantages to gameplay by giving them money, and that's just okay there. But somebody early on decided, nope, the American people are not going to put up with that. But, like, yeah, yeah, they are. Hmm. You know, like, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I can understand that people are <clears throat> leery of... Like the play to win thing. I just don't think that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, if the only advantage of donating is that you you get to go faster. Yeah, I mean, there are games that have done it really poorly. There are games that have done it in a way that was like, okay, this is obviously like you made something and then you decided I'm going to take this away from people and make them buy it. And then I'm going to make you buy this potion that increases your experience gain rate and you have to buy another one every day. Like... Just because somebody did something bad doesn't mean that the whole idea, the whole framework that they were working in was bad, right? Like, it's like you can, again, you can do it without being an asshole. And, like, that's the important thing, right? Not, pay to win is not intrinsically evil. Pay to win if you're an asshole is evil because you're an asshole. But subscription model and, and you're an asshole is bad because you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil Master Plus writes, Also, could you please add some documentation about what non-combats are? When I first joined KOL, I had questions like, What are these buttons popping up? Is this some kind of quest? A test? What does each choice do? Is this an important thing? Scared. And the game, well, failed to properly teach me what those were. I don't know that I agree with you that the game fails to properly teach you what happens when you go up this path in the forest when you click it and you go up the path in the forest and it tells you exactly what happened. If if your contention is that these things seem like they're important and like they might lock you out of stuff if you make the wrong choice, then I think in general, we could maybe do a better job of communicating that your choices have comparatively few repercussions and that you should not be afraid to dick around with stuff because until you know that I could see being a little nervous about making decisions when those decisions are only signposted by some dumb joke as opposed to like some blue text telling you exactly what it's going to do. But I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think that the choice adventure as a thing is inherently inaccessible. Is it not obvious from the start that you're not playing like Mass Effect where you're going to get a shot at this or you're not playing Fable or something where I mean we do let you fuck a lot of aliens. Yeah. Gaily. Galians. Galians. Uh yeah, I don't know. It seems like the the way that our game is set up and the tone that the game strikes would indicate that 
this is a little part of a story that you're playing through in a different way than a combat and you don't have to feel you don't have to worry that you've changed your alignment yeah somehow given that we also don't show anywhere that we're keeping track of like the choices you've made to figure out what kind of person you are it seems weird to make that leap yeah Eh, you know i mean i can see people being curious about what's happening i mean there was that guy that was like oh yeah i got my friend who's kind of a dick to play kol and write down his thoughts and he was like yeah i clicked on some stuff and i was like what the fuck Hmm. am i playing a game what's even going on here like that seems like a little bit similar to these comments Uh, Ultimate Chaos says, I just want to let you know that the cravings that come with every cast of Demand Sandwich has made me very popular at local delis and grocery stores where I will buy probably a pound of corned beef every week until this challenge path is over. Uh, any chance of a check man to display the number of leftover pulls for the day? Preferably slash pulls. I could see you doing that. You should ask Uncle C.D. Moyer. Uh, C.D. Moyer will probably do a couple radio shows with us. He gets here... I think he gets here the day after tomorrow. Hmm. No, he gets here in four days. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, 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 Kren von Salzburg says, would it be feasible to have a reskinning of the Island War on challenge paths? I'm thinking of something like Starbucks versus Indie Coffee Shop on a Jarlsberg path or a Mods versus Preppies for a 60s themed path, etc. I don't know anything about Mods or Preppies. Frat Boys, I think if we made jokes about Preppies, they would be the same as a lot of the jokes about Frat Boys. Right. It seems like we've hit like an archetypal set of people with the hippies and the frat boys it would not be impossible to reskin the island war but it would be a lot of work and all of those subquests yeah uh, some of the subquests at least and then all of the monsters all although the that was a lot harder to design than it was to implement the implementation is fraught with compromise which is why you can do a lot of shit that i would not have thought Meh. Uh, Thalmaziot says, can we get a link on the empty can of Rando to pack the Rando back into its can? And then Erich says this, the quest item and replacing mechanic is pretty cool, but it's newbie fucking horrific. What? And I think at the end of the day, it's just a bad idea. This disappointed me. Hmm. Well, I, yeah, I get why you want that. But the whole thing that, I mean, in a way, this was a, a little bit of a mercenary decision because we were like, all right, if we're going to give people all these cool toys, we need to not have it just be the thing where again like a clan only needs one of them and then they just coordinate everybody playing their turns in sequence and trading them back to each other you know so we're like oh well we'll just make it so you can use it for an ascension so that way like if you want you can use it across a couple of dudes but you can't just you can't just effortlessly multiply the value that you're getting out of the thing that you've given us money for the way that you can with a lot of the gear you know which is just a thing that demonstrably hugely cuts into the amount of money that we earn to keep operating and making the video games for you nice people yeah so you know it was an experiment and like so it okay it disappointed erich so that just means that it's a thing that we did <laughs> uh kren von salzburg says with all the recent news about goldman sachs i realized there's no goldman sachs joke in the game feasible and then he pointed out that goldman sachs was the name of one episode of advice hot dog yeah there's a joke about that in your other podcast i tried to uh I was trying to envision a world. I wanted to buy a, a gold ingot and then press it into a bunch of coins with a likeness of my nutsack on it in the hopes that civilization would collapse and the new currency would be Zach's nutsacks. So I was like, oh, you want this can of can of uh, pickled carrots, huh? Well, that'll be four Zach's nutsacks. <laughs> 
Zigzags, not zags. Uh, Linguini, La- Linguini Zach says on a somewhat recent radio show I think it was March 1st Scully mentioned uh, to you how he did a radio show with Adam and Troubleface which radio show was that was it not uploaded because I downloaded every episode and haven't heard one with Adam and Troubleface on it uh, yeah no I still need to download those and edit them and put them up uh, I just because you have uploaded those to the to where I can get to them right yeah okay. I think all of them are up now okay um, also I suggest something for the stomach stapling thing make it toggleable so you can turn on the plus 80 and stomach stapling or revert back to how it is now no man everybody who is suggesting that everybody who is suggesting making it as a fucking challenge path is entirely missing the point of the thought experiment and stop it hmm. stop suggesting making it optional because that is totally defeats the purpose uh, let's see Draco Cracona says Thank you, thank you for the temple revamp. Just one question. You guys like to use semi-rares to speed quests up, but a lot of the times these are combats, and as these are usually faxable, it leads to some really strong turn-cutting faxes in booze slash oxy runs. Uh, uh, give some examples. Uh, where you don't have the option of semi-rares other than the first one. Uh, did you intend for people to be faxing the semi-rare guy in the temple? Making them uncopyable would do more to differentiate the paths, at least in my opinion, and I was wondering if there was an option, if that was an option you had considered. Yeah, it came up, and I... I like to err on the side of making things not weird exceptions to rules because I feel like that just makes it easier to understand what's going on, right? Like, there's not if there's not a really good reason for you not to be able to putty or fax something, then I would rather you be able to. I mean, the thing about these semi-rares is, like, the more of them we add, the less of a big deal each one is. You know, because you yeah. only get so many of them in a run. And, and I get that it's, it's a big difference, you know. I get that there would be more of a difference if you did not have access to these tricks in Oxy Runs. But, I mean, that also sort of means that, like, I, while I don't want every change to have exactly the same impact on every play style, it would be nice if the Hidden Temple revamp did make Oxy as much more fun and interesting to play as the other paths, right? So I don't think it's a huge big deal. Huge big deal. Come on down to huge big deals. <clears throat> Paragon 99 says, I was wondering if you knew or were able to easily ascertain and then told us the kingdom-wide average adventure spent per day per player. Uh, I was also wondering if you could give us some breakdown of percentage of players with two-day, five-day, ten-day, or faster runs. I only ask because lots of discussion on the boards is speedster-oriented, and I wondered what percentage of the players' speedsters represented. Um, I don't know exactly, but I know that the percentage is a vanishingly small. I think that we looked into it, and the average Ascension day count for hardcore run was like 55 days or something, <laughs> right? Like, it's... You know, you can look at KOL. You can use KOLDB to get these numbers yourself. Um, and it's very easy and doesn't doesn't hit our databases. See, when C.D. Moyer is here, he will be able to more easily do stuff like that because he just remembers where everything is, and I don't anymore. Um, let's see. Raymond Kinger says, at the moment, the Haunted Bathroom and Haunted Gallery both have non-combats that allow you to choose which stat gets a whole bunch of substats. On top of this, the bathroom has another non-combat which offers mist and no muscle or moxie. Meanwhile, the ballroom seems to be exclusively moxie. Would you consider changing the curtains non-combat to give main stat depending on class? For example, instead of watching the dancers, you could beat them up if you were a muscle class. (laughs) You just want to beat up some dancers, don't you? Yeah. Uh, You've been watching that movie that Roy's been watching about the, the documentary about modern dance. I don't remember what it was called. Um, no, I think it's okay. I think it is okay the way that it is. Somebody wants to get rid of empty Agua de Vida bottles. Yeah, those are a thing that are going to pile up. Solvomnus writes a thing that is way, way, way too long. 
uh, to read. Um, Takenoko says, do you guys have stats for how many people ascended in a certain challenge path during its season? Like how many people did a fist run during August 15th to November 14th? Um, we do, but I don't know how to get to them offhand. Again, ask Uncle C.D. Moyer. <laughs> also, Jick's idea to have people forget their skills so they can get new ones sounds like a pretty good challenge path idea. Amnesia path? Of course, any skills that you've tattooed on your body should still be available during this path. A- again, that would entirely not solve the problem that the suggestion was an attempt to solve in a theoretical way. Right? So the, this was like because so many people have ascended this is what we were talking about somebody was like you know seal clubber skills could really use a revamp because they're kind of a lot of them are just copies of the same skill with two different powers and they're kind of same and kind of boring and you probably do a better job of designing seal clubber skills now i'm like yeah you know i totally could i've got some ideas i've always got some ideas for some things but then it's weird to like take skills away from people right Mm -hmm. if we wanted to just get rid of say claws of the otter or whatever and replace it with some other skill which is the kind of thing that we used to be able to do we kind of can't because a lot of people have it permed and whatever Mm -hmm. and so we just started tossing around like how could this work narratively what could we do how could we like do this in a way that didn't like make people feel like they were losing anything and then suggesting doing it as a challenge path totally does not accomplish anything at all challenge paths can solve a lot of things but not those things yeah they're not a they're not a magic bullet that blender that lets you make delicious margaritas and then drink them out of the still spinning blender. Yeah. Uh, Linguini Lad says, Will St. Sneaky Pete say always have the tattoo? If so, please fix and add new content. What? Fix. Uh, if not, then make the other old content that I missed available. What? Otherwise, it's pointless to leave the tattoo forever available and not bring back the older St. Sneaky Pete Sega. So I think that you meant if you, you mixed up if so and if not, and also no. That's not <laughs> how that works. I personally am okay with St. Sneaky Pete's Day becoming a thing that is sort of static like Arbor Day until and unless we have a really good idea for something else to put in there because I feel like we have really plumbed the depths of souvenirs you might end up with after a drunken debauch right? and nothing has been forthcoming like I think that this is an arena in which we kind of have run out of ideas we haven't spent a lot of time trying but I think it's I think it's okay, and I think the fact that this tattoo stays there for a while, you know, and people aren't just screwed and end up in some sort of limbo where they don't get to see that it's actually a sexy lady uh, because they missed mm-hmm. the first one or because they missed the third one or whatever. Would I think be a the idea move. was to just keep that encounter running regardless of whatever we put in there. Yeah, and it's really weird to say if you're going to keep this going so other people can have access to it, then you should bring back all the old content. That's a it's a really strange thing to say. Does not follow. Yeah. Red glow stick bang equal a fifth of a tattoo. Yep. Uh, Copro. Oh, I was so excited. I thought maybe it was Cornmo. Uh, why doesn't generic summer holiday happen on the first Monday of August? Not that I'm not excited to see a question from you, Copro. Uh, to explain, in a fair per- portion of Canada, the first Monday of August is a holiday. The exact name varies by where you are since the holiday was devised simply because there weren't enough holidays in the summer. In some provinces, it's called province name here day in alberta it's called heritage day some people even drop the pretense and just call it civic holiday really this seems like a real generic summer holiday did honda sponsor civic holiday that would be pretty cool yeah you could have scion holiday okay element holiday roman holiday roman a billy a billy holiday doc holiday 
Cat uh, Although says, with a certain offhand item available, uh, would you consider making Halos work with offhand items? Doesn't really make narrative sense for them not to. And even the description states some of them, some version of won't work with weapons. Now they only work if you're empty-handed. You can't focus your chi if you've got your bag in your hand. That's one thing I've learned. Yep, that's a quick way to drain your chi, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Metaxas talks about yeah. There's already a peaceful way to get the war the war outfits, but people forget about it because there's a floor. There's a hard floor on it, and it's weird. Um, then he talks about also uh, agreeing with the suggestion that being able to opt out of that garden non combat would help the gallery be a little more balanced with the other things and whatever, whatever. Oh, and saying that you could uh, let them throw an epic tantrum if they possess both Snarl of the Timberwolf and Spectral Snapper and destroy the painting completely. Yeah. Finally, Age of Boros, Empires of Avatar, is awesome and has gotten me back into regular ascending in a big way. I really like the trees slash skill point mechanic and the way it allows you to try radically different strategies from run to run. I hope to see it return for the other avatars. Um... P.S. The second option on the Feast of Boris Choice Adventure should be find a nearby prom queen. Ten points. We were trying to figure out a way to distinguish between the dick stabbers and the non-dick stabbers so that we wouldn't we could not give them an unassailable leaderboard advantage by giving them Feast of Boris food but not take that food away from other people who are just dicking around and having fun. Mm. And so we thought a choice adventure where you encounter a dick. Option one, stab the dick. Eleven points. Option two, and then I don't remember what we said. Probably suck it. <laughs> right. Because, you know. yeah. Find a nearby prom queen. That's that's a better one. F of X says, From what I understand, Eye of the Stoat activates in half the battles and gives a bonus chance to critical hit on every physical attack in that battle. What would you think of adding a message at the start of the battle that indicates whether Eye of the Stoat is active for that battle? I'd suggest something like, Your keen eyes spot a chink in your opponent's defenses. That's racist. Yeah. Or something, but I'm sure you can come up with something much better. Something less racist. Uh, that is not how Eye of the Stoat works. I'm pretty sure that Eye of the Stoat works by... Every time it rolls for a critical hit, it has a 50% chance of increasing it by one, increasing the multiplier by one. Um, but it's not its not on a per-fight basis, so that doesn't mean anything. You know, a, I think what I would do if I were making that now is I would make it work like the initiative thing on the new familiar where it only, it triggers a message if it is the thing that is making the difference between you getting a critical or not. I think that wouldn't be so bad. Um, <clears throat> Aston uh, on the forum says, what do you think of changing the astral hot dog to the reincarnation instant breakfast? Boy, I love that idea in an instant. <laughs> That's one of those things that makes me like have a brief flash of anger because it's way more clever than what we can. <laughs> I, uh, man, I, I used to have a lot of carnation instant breakfasts when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Thinking about it now, sort of just like, let's, dehydrate a donut and pour it into a <laughs> glass of butter like that was, I guess you know I must have needed all that sugar as a growing boy but there wasn't it just seems like breakfast candy there's not a whole lot of calories in it though there's not no like I can I could drink one of those and then eat two pop tarts and that would be a breakfast okay but it's like 150 calories which is not enough huh. for to, I would have like to eat ten meals. It really seems like it would be more than that. Like it, it's it, it is what I imagine like super weight gain powder to be like. Mm. But I guess super weight gain powder is grosser. And it was good. I enjoyed it. Although I hated the chocolate, especially the gritty. That they had like vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, and gritty chocolate. Right. And uh, 
Why was, was it, it gritty? Save the gritty chocolate for last. Did it need to be? Yeah. Why did that need to be gritty? And why? Why do they have flavors that they know are shitty that they put in the flavor yeah. like the multi packs just and, so that you have to have it? And why don't they sell every flavor as individual packs? Right? Like, why can't you just get fucking strawberry because that's all anybody ever wants? What is the deal with that? Uh, the Erosion Seeker says, why can't we buy free pulls when in Hardcore slash Ronin? It's just like getting them from Hanks and you're giving yourself a handicap by getting them. No, it's not. Because get, being able to buy them and put them into Hanks entirely eliminates the like aspect of gameplay that is preparation by having the right things in Hanks for your next run. Like it's It just it totally changes one of the core things about the way that you interact with stuff in storage. And I, it's not it's not that simple. I'm not saying that it's a terrible idea and the whole like let us buy things in the mall with money from Hanks to put into Hanks is like never going to happen but it's not that simple. Kenneth says how come when a hippie wields a fire poi he can light me on fire but when I wield one I can't do the same to my enemies. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're not as good at it as the hippie is. You know it's when you do it it's expressed to you as some hot damage. When he does it it's expressed to you as some recurring hot damage because he knows right where to put you also hippies are too greasy to catch fire there are things you can do to set enemies on fire i think i think there is a generalized like with the a monster con- a continuing burning damage yeah Zenistrad says i just bought the toma clip art from the mall and while the items are pretty amazing most of the combinations don't do anything well what's up mr glasses three quarters empty even though it's a bit late would we possibly see a few more clip art items in the future no i'm done with that shit hmm. that was a lot of work um, was talking about Stumps McGee is suggesting a bunch of interface enhancements that uh, he likes in the Mafia Relay browser. One, being able to recast a skill by clicking or right-clicking on the effect if you have it. That is an idea that I definitely like and would like to have built into the native interface. Two, a list of all your numeric bonuses added up from passives, equipment, and effects, and possibly familiars. Um, that is not the way familiars work, so that would not actually work, and I sort of don't like that idea. Three, some method of leaving notes on non-combat so that I don't screw myself or have to look them up. Yeah, like the choice adventure spoiling thing. This is a recurring theme today. Uh, Four, a better way to decide what food slash booze to make and eat slash drink. Perhaps the bartender or chef could look at your inventory and discoveries and make suggestions. Huh. Uh, Five, telling you what items you got in the middle of battle from stealing, etc. It it does. What are you talking about? Don't look at me. I'll always tell you what items you got in the middle of battle. Oh, like, does it put a thing on the end that says, oh, but you also got this from pickpocketing so that you don't have to pay attention during the fight? Hmm. Because that, no, it does tell you. Uh, Use, eat, drink, equip links next to items when you get them instead of always having to go to inventory. Yeah. I am actually starting to come around on letting people toggle that as as an option. Uh, seven, the ability to right-click HP, MP to use skills and items to restore them. I mean, there's that quick skills menu that does that. That sort of does that. Sort of does yeah. that. Yeah. You know, okay. I can see that. We, the game knows what things you can do to recover HP and MP, I think. I mean, there. I don't think there are really any skills that recover MP. So what would you spend on them? 
Anyway, if you think any of this would be too much information for newbies, you can make them unlockable after so many ascensions, like an astral version of the gift shop or a reward for an obscure quest like the dwarf quest. Anyway, thanks for your time, and Age of Boris rocks, and so do you. Aw, oh, thanks, buddy. I don't know about making people buy interface elements, although I had an idea for an item of the month that was basically making people buy an interface element. <laughs> Man Shrimp says, how difficult is it to create content like the sword behind inappropriate prepositions? What are your thoughts on continued works of that nature, such as a sword, S-O-A-R-E-D, of homonyms? I I think you mean homophones. I think you mean homophobia. Um, so the sword of homophones would be a lot more work because it would require us to either collect or find a list of all homophones, which is a much bigger list than the list of all prepositions. Right. in English that did not actually take very long to make the the sword um, I do I do like that idea anything that makes the chat harder to read this stupid microwave is fucking possessed buttons randomly hit themselves goes into some weird mode that says a1 which I think you suggested means it's just covering everything with delicious <laughs> steak sauce we can only hope Brillig says, would it be possible for Jick slash Scully Radio Show Times to indicate both the start of the show and some guess about when you intend to start talking about the game and answering questions people have posted? I don't deny that some of the Shooting the Breeze segments can be fun to listen to, though I generally don't listen to any sort of radio or podcast, especially not the talky kind. But it can be frustrating to wait through when I'm specifically tuned in because I've seen a bunch of questions posted that I care about. I guess that comes off as rather utilitarian and probably is. We sure as hell can't tell you in the beginning how long it's <laughs> right. going to take for us to get sick of talking about shit. It's like, okay, <clears throat> chat time is over. That comes across as kind of utilikiltian and that you kind of sound like a douche. Oh. All right. Well, that was the that's the end of that questions thread, Shin. It's pretty cool. Okay. I'm going to close it so that people have to make a new one. Uh, let's see. I guess we got some radio bugbear questions or we could just shoot the shit for another little while. We're only an hour in, buddy. See, this is the this is the problem. When you're pre-recording, you start getting tempted to shorten the shows. You're like, I gotta pee. I gotta go rub a thing off my butt that shouldn't be on there. That happens to me all the time. Uh, all the time. <laughs> what is what is that doing there? Yeah, I don't know. What is that thing? Uh, well, radio bugbear. Yeah, let's see what uh, what we got up in here. Let's see. What do I have in a radio bugbear? A couple couple screens full. Uh, Cheese Dude says, Recently came back to the game. Love the Valhalla revamp, guys. Keep up the good work. I had forgotten how much I listened. I missed listening to all of you BS back and forth on the radio, too. Yeah. We were talking about the Hermit the other week and that he shouldn't be needed in the core quest line. You still need to get the dingy planks from him to get to the island. Uh, yeah. Actually, to get the the island. That would be, like, the worst vacation spot. The the island. I've never heard the the. Would it be worse than Talk Talk Island? Oh, I don't know. Tom Tom Club Island? That wouldn't be so bad. You know where I do not want to go is Bob Marley Island, a.k.a. Jamaica. Jamaica. Jamaica's nice. Is Jamaica nice? Yeah. The people on the cruise Jamaica were... is nice in the places that you you fly into the airport and then are driven through like a post-apocalyptic wasteland to a resort. And if you can ignore the fact that the post-apocalyptic wasteland exists mainly so that that resort can be there, then you can have fun. Oh, okay. Uh, the people on the cruise had nothing but horrible, horrible things to say about Jamaica. Hmm. Uh, I guess a lot of people had really poor experiences there on the previous huh. cruise. So I don't know. Will Wheaton was, was upset about it. Will Wheaton? Yeah. That's weird. We had a great time. I don't know. 
Glebe says, please let us eat more of our familiars. Boris has no need for this smiling rat. Most familiars aren't good eaten. There should be something to do with them. Yeah, Maybe you can take them to the arena and Urena. sell them to, to the urethra. You could take them to, to the Purina factory and have them ground into glue, which you then use to seal the bags of dog food <laughs> that are made there. Did you live near enough to that factory in Flagstaff that everything always smelled like disgusting dog food? Um, depending on the direction of the wind, yes. That sucks. Sometimes the entire outside smelled like dog food. There's a a spot somewhat close to our house in Minneapolis that's near the General Mills like building where they store all the cereal, where I'm the air really just smells s- like Lucky Charms. I'm really surprised that he hasn't made Admiral yet. Yeah. After all this time. Do you suppose he's seafaring? I don't know. Because that's what, you know, technically, you have to you have to be on a boat to be an admiral. What do you become after? Uh, you can be an adm- admirable. You get a brigadier general. A brigadier. What, what, a brigadier brigad- brigad- general. general. Yeah. Um, a fiddler's green general. Mm. A Shangri-La general. Uh, what? No, seriously. What do you What do you become after brigadier general? Mm, shit, I don't know. Commander? What's a commander? Uh, that's probably smaller somebody who masters things okay uh Upity says just logged in for the first time in two years i had trouble playing though what with the constant state of orgasm looks great oh is uppity 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 one of those people that has that disease that makes them orgasm every time they sneeze what are you taking for it pepper um Granite Grizz says, in response to the current show feast of boris monsters could drop the booze from a few feast of borises ago boris hates booze Nah, it doesn't make any sense, though. That was a special crossover. Holy day. Yes. Huh. Holy day. I just uh, gained and lost internet connectivity, but it doesn't matter because we are pre-recording this bitch. Nobody would have ever known. Now they are. Uh, Rick Tovin says, hey, I've just spent 50 turns in Memories of the Distant Past at negative 25% combat frequency looking for the Forgotten City, and I have not encountered a single non-combat. Did something break or am I just doing something wrong? Dude, I don't know how that works. Um, that was all riff, writing, C.D. Moyer, coding, whatever. I don't even know. I drew some shitty pictures of all the things in that fucking giant maze. You guys in your... I, I, I created a monster by letting you guys write these big choice labyrinths. Because then it's like, oh, okay. I guess I have to draw 5,000 pictures of different interiors of a moon base. And there is nothing more difficult to express in KOL's art style than the interior of a room with some stuff. Drawing corridors. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see. Ray Janili says, I googled elemental form vulnerability to look for some Pathfinder D&D thing, and the first result was the KOL wiki. Thanks, Gwiz. Yeah, I don't know if that's because you have searched for KOL stuff in the past. I really... I feel like I saw something that said that a majority of polled users said that they did not want their search results altered based on stuff that they've done in the past. Yeah, I would want them to be fairly universal. I don't know. You know, if a majority of Facebook users said that they hated something, I think Facebook would just be like, well, this proves it. We can do things to increase our ability to make money off of our people. And even though the majority of them hate it, they still won't quit. Right. Uh, and they, they don't actually fix anything. Man, that thing that uh, Matt showed us last night seemed kind of cool. That thing that just takes 
your Facebook feed metadata and turns it into like a really nice looking magazine layout that you oh, can yeah, I saw that, that you can flip through. It's some, called the flipbook for the iPad. Some third party iPad thing, yeah. Uh, I'm still not going to look at Facebook. Everybody's complaining about the new timeline, and I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I'd, I I kind of wonder what those people are doing with Facebook that they ever see it. Because it's what your account page turned into. And I guess if you go around looking at other people's account pages, you'd see it. But I only ever look at the news feed for Facebook. So. The news feed, which randomly gives you things that it thinks you, thinks you yeah, might that want to see. Only like every third time that I visit, do I remember that it's only showing me the things that it thinks are important. And then I ask it to please change back. Um, Klaatu says, trusty is all you need, but sadly, trusty goes away. It would be fun to have a tiny plastic trusty when a Boris run was over. A lot of people feel that way. And, you know, that probably means we should throw them a bone, maybe a bone trusty, a bone thug in harmony. Hmm. Uh, Gracious Gasoline Crotch, which is a pretty cool player name, says, since I'm sure plenty... That's a, more like a correct horse battery staple. I think that guy accidentally typed his password in uh, as his <laughs> username. Uh, since I'm sure plenty of people are complaining about RNG screw in the gallery in the new path, why not make the Louvre work like the astral trip maze to cut some screw? Cut some screw. Yeah, let's cut some screw, Mr. Scullin. I don't remember how either of those mazes work. We were tossing around the idea because the the randomness, the older, I think that the Louvre was the first thing we did that was consistently, consistently seeded random generation. And it is possible that we used the old method that resulted in like, I forget what it was, the, the cow being much more likely to be on the top floors of the tower right. or whatever, based on the way that the randomization worked, because we weren't using... We weren't shuffling. We had written uh, a custom array comparator function that got applied in sequence, which meant that things were only going to bubble down so far uh, when you pass through it, randomly switching things. Um, so I, mean, I think it's possible that there's some weirdness in there. We were tossing around the idea of just making that random per player, but not per player per ascension, hmm. uh, which wouldn't bother me. At all, I'm I'm pretty much done with making people solve a new maze every time they want to play through this thing. I mean, this is an out of the way thing, so I didn't feel so bad about it. But it's like seems to be a thing that people are really getting their panties in a bunch about now. Um, I mean, and I guess it is because so many people are playing the game as a muscle class now. It entirely makes sense why this has suddenly become a thing so many people are playing as a muscle class so the muscle class being the one that it is the hardest power level with in Spooky Raven means that that's what they're bitching about T-Virus26 says can Willyweed be made multi-usable I bet it can Uh, what's Willyweed we made something called Willyweed yes to make it possible for your dick to breathe underwater yes Uh, no you stick it in their ear you stick it in your familiar's ear it's like a wet willy oh right um so this is not a thing where it's like you know, this is just a very basic potion yes willyweed is now multi-usable hooray captain spam says far be it for me to request more buttons to the hanks interface but we could we get a pull all free pulls button like the pull only your favorites one people are some other people were asking for that too uh, snave says what happens to the plus 10 fullness when the spirit of boris is <clears throat> evacuated from the body 
Same thing that happens to all of the food that you eat, like at rollover. It just, it disappears. It is completely absorbed into you as nutrition, and that's why there are no toilets. Right. There are totally toilets. You can only pee. You, you can never take, you never take a dump in Kingdom, but you do pee. But it's, like, it's sort of like when you pee, it's sort of like a bird, right? Where the, the, it's the, the stuff that comes out of your dick is the pee and the poop. Right. And the, and the blood. Also, you have a dick, no matter what. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, I mean, we don't want to be sexist. Right. It's really misogynistic to imply that only men have dicks. Uh, don't only imply that men only men can pee out of their dicks. Yes. Women, you can pee out of your dicks too. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. With Seriously. Damn, we're not going to pay you as much, but you can do whatever you want. <clears throat> Dirt McGirt says, how is the Traveling Trader content coming along? Just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that we are making the same strides with it that we were a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delmaya says, hooray. We're excited too. Thank you. Uh, Bulletproof says, any plans to make a chat app for phones or a more phone-friendly mobile layout? I'm all about a more phone-friendly mobile layout. There are a couple of chat apps for phones already. I don't know that you can get them from anywhere other than asking CD Moyer for his, to borrow his phone. <laughs> Somebody made an Android chat app, I thought, that they were talking about. We should also make active chat an option, yeah. an enableable option. Yeah, we but should. I know we're progressing on that. Yeah, we, it's it's just it's one of those things where it doesn't make any sense. Like, it, it, if we made active chat, it would not work the way that it did, and it would be much more streamlined and faster and have a lower memory overhead. Right. Uh, so it's more complicated than just adding that and everything. But it's also not so complicated that CDMware couldn't probably do it in a couple of days if that's what I told him to dedicate himself to. And you're right. I hate, like I recently switched to Chrome uh, as an experiment on this laptop just to see what's what because Firefox was just horse shitting around the entire time. It does that. I'm still using like Firefox 3.6, right, which is that last version from like a year ago. Hmm. But it, the whole time I was doing anything on the internet, every, every I would say like 15 seconds, it would just hang for about one second. In the middle of whatever I was doing, so I was like talking in chat, just like up, oh, not taking any keystrokes for like a second, and then all the keystrokes come out at once. Scrolling, it would just constantly hitch. It just drove me nuts. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. F this. F U F Fox. I mean F U F F. I'm I'm switching to Mozilla Jungle Bunny. I told you about that, right? When I was using Fire something for a really long time, no. and it just give like it replaces Fire with some other random prefix and Fox with some other random <laughs> animal. And the one time I opened it up, and it was Mozilla Jungle Bunny. You'd think they would stop that from happening, right? Like you could just not put Bunny in there, <laughs> or you know, because if somebody was like, "Ah, oh, what's up? It's a jungle rabbit," that would not strike me as like, um, "No, I wouldn't." I wouldn't cover my mouth in in horrifiedness. Uh, Twigman says, given the joke I'm pretty sure you're making with the Indigo Cup, namely involving two girls, wouldn't the Purple Light District hobos not retch at all? Even they are not that depraved. Yeah. Also, uh, technically, it's R-E-T-C-H, not W-R-E-T-C-H. Now you learned something today. <laughs> cool. And our audience also learned something, namely that Twigman can't spell. Uh, Messiah87 Mark II. Oh, okay. I get. I was trying to read that as a 
Bible verse <laughs> and it didn't make any sense but Messiah 87 Mark 2 like I I see you're the second version of, of Messiah 87 they put out two of them in 87 they were busy uh, I use combat macros in game not mafia and there currently isn't a way to check familiar status like with the happy medium will there ever be a way to check image files oh huh I bet a lot of people would like to have a way for their macros to be aware of that and so we might be able to add some sort of hook into that in there. Jismac the Destroyer says, bring back Do Not Open Until Crimbo Prezies now, please. No. no. What do what you... You give people Christmas presents in March? Do you... Are you like... Are you going into Target and what makes you mad instead of having all their Christmas shit out starting it, fucking 4th of July, you're mad that it is not yet out by Easter? Right. Because <laughs> that's what you're asking us for, buddy. Where are all the candy canes? There's nothing but <clears throat> Cadbury eggs. Betrayer says... Oh man, I had a, I had the first cran, the first cranberry egg of the season, and I was like, mm. "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I had the first Cadbury egg of the season, and it was pretty satisfying. Every once in a while, you get one of those bad ones where there's some dried stuff inside it, and yeah. it, it's, it's really like a, you feel like you got some of the foil, but you actually just got some sort of like sheets of crystallized sugar. I think it's when they just keep them in the back from last year and trot them out again Ooh. instead of renewing their stock. I always make sure that before I eat a Cadbury cream egg that I see a picture of it with today's newspaper. Right. Betrayer says, do all the blackbirds need to be quest items now? I want to bake four and 20 of them into a pie. That would be a kind of funny way to get rid of those if you had some you spares. You have to have 24 of them. Here is one advantage of them being quest items. They don't pile up. Yeah. Uh, you know, um... I mean, we could just make, like, the Smiling Rats a quest item, right? Every like, familiar that's not a Mr. Store familiar? No, not... Well... Everything that you get in gameplay. That you have to get, yeah. yeah. That doesn't have any other... Yeah. It is a little weird. I, I, I really don't want... Because Gru's are evil. Cooking their... And, and, and you know, eating eggs does not seem as evil as, like, you know eating a baby <laughs> right right like i mean like barbecuing a rat that just wanted to hang out with you yeah and he was like so happy until you fucking burned him alive yeah, murdered we don't we don't go for murder here unless somebody attacks you then you can murder them or if they're sleeping near you okay so what i could see is if we made a thing that when you went to use the smiling rat and it said you already have a familiar of that type in your terrarium. It could also have a button that was like, take the rat to a farm. Right. <laughs> and you take it to a farm where it is immediately eaten by a giant cat who gives you 30 meat. Um, yeah, because I guess for something like that, like you don't want somebody in their first run auto-selling their smiling rat, right? Yeah. And getting... So a lot of people in that barrier to entry thing, I think are misguided in this but it is a little weird that getting items is one of the primary sort of awesome fun things about this game and the familiar that you use to get extra items is really tricky to get mm -hmm. and I wonder if rather than having that smiling rat as a thing that you encountered in the in the tavern quest maybe it should have been a dancing rat hmm. that makes monsters drop more items instead so the only fairy type that you can get right now in game through gameplay is the fairy is it i think it might be that's yeah that's my question which is like a is, weird that's it was a weird cooking recipe fixing. and we should just have an equivalent to it that is easier to get 
Because, you know, thinking about it, somebody who doesn't know what they're doing probably doesn't really care. Yeah. I mean, they do... Early leveling is frustratingly slow if you don't know all of the tools that are at your disposal. But at the same time, early leveling is not necessarily frustratingly slow if everything that you're seeing is brand new to you and hilarious. Right. Right. But yeah, you know, that is a point that the fairy is weird. You know, it was like a joke. And then I was like, what should this do? Oh, we don't have a thing that increases item drops yet. Cool. Dancing means item drops. I don't know how we even... I mean, what? I don't know. I think it was just that it was a fairy and, like, she does a little fairy dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, what does that mean? Oh, items. Of course it does. Do you think that what I did with the mosquito was worth doing? Adding some different messages. Beefing it up a little. Do you think that it would be worth writing five different she does a little fairy dance oh yeah texts you do i do you do yeah i I agree with when you were when we talked about that on another show or possibly a conference call i think it was a conference call there it's all the same for me sitting in a chair talking to people i can't see um every part of my day (laughs) and uh sometimes it's you yeah, I think that's a great idea because we can. I mean, we would not. Te- ma- we can mis- te- We can put them in word buckets. Word buckets. No matter what it was, whether it was in Mister Store familiar or just a familiar that we put out there somewhere, we would not. I think release a familiar now, whose the entirety of its content was a single picture and six words. Yeah, right. That just seems like not not a good use of our strengths. Uh, you know, that was the first section of those uh, Radio Bugbear questions. We'll save a little bit of them for next time. I need to start... Uh, I need to start... Uh, what I thought about was just writing a whole bunch of... I always handwrite the system messages about getting questions into Radio Bugbear. And when I do it, we get some. And what I want to do is start doing those at, like, random intervals every day instead of... Huh. Instead of doing them, like, when I think about it you know, in the hours leading up to the show. So would they say yeah. just, hey, you know, we do some podcasts and... I don't know. I, I They're always personalized. I always make up a new one. And I was thinking if I was going to do that, I would just... What I would like to do is sit and write a hundred of those and then just have <laughs> them play out for the next hundred days, you know, which I could pretty easily do. But then the thing would have to know... I would want it to do it at random times, not too soon or too late after the last one, different times a day to catch, you know, to capture different audiences. Right. I could also just start doing that whenever I think about it. But I would probably then tend towards doing it at the same time every day, and people would get sick of me bugging them. But that would, I would also want the script to know which was the next show that was coming up so that I would know, you know whether to ask for dumb questions about stupid bullshit that doesn't have anything to do with any video games or mm. questions about numbers and the ways in which different numbers add and multiply together and how does the cave bar work. Oh, man. Uh, I actually do kind of have to pee at this point, and we're we're running up on, uh, you know, we're running up on an hour and 20-sums. Do you think it's okay to, you think it's okay to take this motherfucker home? I think so. I think right. we can play us out, Johnny. Okay. John Doe is the upper hand now. I have nothing, uh, I have nothing to play us out on. Um... Ja, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da